Welcome to the Fit Mind Project. My name's Barry Ash, and along with my wife Laura Ash, we are the founders of Rock Solid Health and the Freedom Programs. We believe that everybody should have access to a simple and supportive way to transform their health and their well-being, both physically and mentally, so we can feel better than we currently do. Our aim is to bring together a community of like-minded people who want to transform their habits and their behaviours using the rock solid method so they can take ownership of their health and their well-being. With this podcast, we're going to be having conversations with some amazing people that will help and inspire you to take back control of your lives. As we believe, when we are healthier, we are happier. And today we have a tag team coming to talk to us about mental resilience. Mental resilience, I believe, is one of the most powerful tools we can have in our toolbox. Because life can be tough, and without resilience, we just get knocked down, and we haven't got the ability to get back up again. So today, we have a returning guest, Christy Alkin, from Coaching with Christy. But also, we have a new guest today on the podcast, Louis Plumridge from LP Performance. Both these guys are amazing when it comes to mental resilience. Christy being an occupational therapist for over 10 years and Louis spending most of his life in the armed forces. Resilience has become part of their lives. So let's join them to see what golden nuggets they can share so we all can have a little bit more resilience and help us grow with our own lives to become happier and healthier. way to kick off on Monday morning. We are joined by two amazing guests today um, and I cannot wait for this to hear all their stories and get all their tips and their knowledge because guys you've got to listen in today because these guys know about mental resilience. If there's anybody out there that knows, these two do. So let me introduce these guys to you so you know and then we will hand over to them. So first of all we have the beautiful Christy. Um, she's the female you know, you can, you can kind of tell there. And you guys know Christy, we've had her on before. She absolutely smashed it. Uh, Christy is an occupational therapist with 10 years experience. And she's coming to talk to us today specifically about mental resilience. And she knows about this because, you know, she's been taken with her own residency and Nora, obviously, in the background. <laughs> And uh, from this, she, I know, she got her calling to teach others mental resilience and the power of using mindset to overcome adversity. So she's well, well, really, fully versed in this one. Um, and then we're joined by Louis, who is a new face. And guys, this is Louis from LP Performance. Now, Louis is a coach. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is real life, which is all good. Um, and Louis coaches fitness and elite performance, elite performance people. And um, he uses his military experience to guide and coach three thrill seekers to becoming physically and mentally robust so they can live a life of adventure, which sounds amazingly exciting and a little bit scary for me because I'm not so good with adventure. But anyway... So, guys, without further ado, we're going to hand over to these guys yes. and get them to tell us how they've ended up doing what they're doing so you guys can get a bit more background. 
So, should we go ladies first? I think we should go ladies first. Christy, can you tell us a little bit of where you started and what brought you to this point today when it comes to dealing with the mind and coaching people and doing what you do? Well, I've always been that person, I think, that's interested in other people. Um, I've kind of grown up in quite a sociable family, always out and about, meeting people, traveling all over the place. Um, and it kind of got me interested in the world and see themselves. And I think, you know, that's been a passion of mine, you know, for a long time. And then moving into what I wanted to do at university, I always knew I wanted to go into healthcare and help make people, you know, lead the lives that they want to lead. And occupational therapy kind of personifies that really. Um, and after I graduated uni, I did, um, I've worked in private healthcare, I've worked in the NHS, but mental health has been kind of my, my big passion. And I've worked with different people from varying backgrounds for, you know, different life experiences. Um, I've worked with people with eating disorders, with, psychosis with all sorts rehab um and i think just learning about people and what makes them them really what they value and what they enjoy is, is really important and i think for each of us as an individual life's short and you know why not do the things that we enjoy and if there's something that's stopping you from doing that then that needs to be addressed so i think yeah my my occupational therapy years have been really interesting but I kind of moved on to coaching when I was faced with redundancy from my last job and at first I kind of felt like it was really personal um I felt like <clears throat> I wasn't good enough I felt like you know there was obviously someone out there better than me that could could do this job and that's why they were getting rid of me and then with a bit of self-talk and a bit of increased awareness I started to view it a bit differently and I started to see it as an opportunity and you know chatting with yourselves and with Louis you know it really helps kind of put things in in alignment for me about kind of what I wanted from from my life um and actually kind of moved through that stage of my life scary as hell um but yeah started putting the wheels in motion to use my skills to to coach and help other people so it's been been a journey um but yeah i've loved and hated parts of it um but here we are today love it but that's awesome. what makes us grow isn't it the loving of parts and the hating of parts we grow yeah. and we learn from that so i think that's, that's brilliant it's, it's life yeah awesome yeah. thank you christy such an inspiration definitely so louis new to the podcast which is awesome welcome aboard I love your story because I've heard a little bit behind it before, but I love the military side of this. So we've got the, the healthcare side and then we've got the military side. Now, I think they work well together. So tell us a little bit about your story, what your journey was like and what, how you've um, come to be where you are today. Yeah, so different to Christy, like mental resilience, mental toughness, like it's never been something I've even really thought about. Like I've always chased like challenge and adventure. It's, like it's always run through me. So since I was a child from climbing the tallest trees, like just going out swimming in rivers, just doing whatever I could um, to just go on adventures and like just do difficult stuff that other people found hard. It's just something that I've always liked to do. Um, and then yeah, growing up, I played quite, level, quite high level football um, until I was in my early teens and then I got dropped. Um, 
which really broke me. And then I felt kind of lost because, like, like all kids, I thought I was going to be a professional football player. And uh, it didn't go to plan. And then we had a school trip to an army barracks and we'd done assault courses. And it basically ticked that challenge and adventure box that just runs through me. And uh, so I just signed up. Like, I was 15. Um, Went, went to the careers office, did all the paperwork, and as soon as I got my GCSE results, turned 16, and that was me in. Um, so it's all I've really known, is just being outside of my comfort zone and just doing difficult things. Mm. And then from there, like in the military, um, things arise, like courses come up. So in training, there was an option to go and do the commando course, which was like to get a cover to Greenberry. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's give that a go. So 17 years old, I went to Devon, um, had my 18th birthday on the commando course, went through that. Um, at the time, was the hardest thing I ever done. Come out of that, within six months of passing, uh, I was in Afghanistan at 18 years old, had my 19th birthday out there on Christmas. Um, and then, yeah, so like I just kind of grew through um, adversity, like my whole upbringing just chasing challenge, chasing adventure. And then, then I become a PTI, physical training instructor. And then I was now taking recruits through the commando course um, at 21, 21 to 24, that's what I was doing. Um, and a huge part of that is like this mental robustness. But again, it wasn't necessarily something I thought about or, or coached specifically. We just coached it through training, like through taking people outside of their comfort zone but not specifically focused on their mental toughness or their mental resilience. Um, and then, yeah, so 12 years of that, become a sergeant and then decided it was time to get out and do something for myself. Always had a love for fitness. Um, and it was time, like I basically got moved behind the desk as a sergeant and it got boring. Um, the challenge and adventure disappeared. So I was like, right, do my own thing. Let's start my own challenge and adventure, um, which led me to coaching. And then just by the way I am, um, I seem to attract like-minded people, um, which turned out to be some high-level athletes, some special forces guys, um, and then everyone in between. Basically, people with ambition um, and that want to achieve like, stuff outside of the ordinary. Um, and then, yeah, so that was a year ago I started that. And a year later, um, I'm here today doing what I do. And I love what you say about the comfort zone because that's my biggest thing. I love stepping out of my comfort zone and the, I, I know that I can step back into my comfort zone. Every mm -hmm. time I step out of it, I learn something different about myself. What drives you, Louis, to step out of your comfort zone? Because so many people, they, they stay in their comfort zone because that's their security. But I, I know and you know we need to step out to make ourselves grow. What drives you to do that, step out of your comfort zone, when you, when you get to those situations? I, I, I like a challenge, um, like I just like, I like someone saying you can't do that and then doing it, um, so that's, that's what drives me all the time, is trying to do what others can't. So if, 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 some, if all our listeners are listening and that they're stuck in their comfort zone, what advice would you give them to get them to move out their comfort zone, experience what you're experiencing, mm -hmm. so they can grow as a person? You wouldn't look too far ahead. I would take each day as it comes and 
like just because someone's comfort zone might be climbing uh, out of their comfort zone could be Everest. Yours could be like just going for a 30 minute walk as an example. Right. Um, so therefore it's breaking that down and just edging close to the edge of your comfort zone and then just keep expanding it. So rather than going to the very extreme straight away, falling on your ass and then having to start again or, or getting beaten up about it. It's about just setting smaller achievable goals that just edge you forwards. Yeah. I think that's so important what you just said then, because if we, we see all these people on social media doing these fantastic things, climbing Everest, doing Kilimanjaro, uh, running a marathon, or whatever it is, and we try and do that, and we fall over, and we fall back on ourselves, and then we beat ourselves up, and then we think, I ain't never doing that again. I'm never going to come out of my comfort zone, because I didn't like that feeling. So doing the things that are little, little steps, and knowing that you can come back into your comfort zone whenever you want to. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that, um, Christy, can you still hear us? I can still hear you. Can you still hear me? Yeah, unfortunately, we can't get your video back. <laughs> we can still hear your gorgeous voice. So, um, I know for you, Christy, as well, you talk about small steps to be able to overcome your comfort zone and get your goals as well, don't you? Mm, yeah I think it's very important to put things into perspective and when we suddenly get this surge of motivation we often overreach sometimes and that can lead us to feeling like we failed if we don't achieve things in that certain time frame that we'd like or the the goal that we've set ourselves potentially isn't achievable um but we have so much passion and drive to do it um but we need some some structure and some some active problem solving to help kind of put those wheels in motion I think um, and I think part of mental resilience is very much about adapting to the challenges um, rather than being hell-bent and that's the only way I can do it um, and I know personally having having my own coach has been really helpful with that in making sure that despite that being the target there's more than one way to get there and being flexible about how you approach that is really important when it comes to resilience. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you spoke there about failures and I know just before we came on, um, we were talking jewelry and we were saying, you know, how did you get mental resilience? And I know you've got lots of stories to share with us. And you said the big way that you got mental resilience was through failing. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, Christy has said. So in your experience, how have you kind of mastered this? No, I think I think when it comes to talking about failure, we we often frame failure, don't we, as something very negative, as something that we haven't achieved or we could have done more, and the pressure that we amount on ourselves through that that word is is huge. Mm. When actually failure really is an opportunity to learn something and for so many years in my competitive um, sports whether that be horse riding or crossfit I didn't want to fail I, d I didn't want other people to look at me and think oh she, she can't do that whereas actually flipping it on its head and, and looking at it as an opportunity for growth an opportunity to learn new skills has really helped with my resilience and how I approach things now yeah, absolutely. And I think at the moment we're all failing fast, even just getting yeah. up, like getting dressed in the morning. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we feel like a nightmare if, if we're doing Zoom calls in our, in our underpants and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Louis, the new normal. Exactly. So, Louis, have you got any stories from your experience where you failed and you've gone, oh, OK, you've learned something and that's built your mental resilience, what you teach now? Yeah, um, 
so I was a I was a team leader in in Kenya. Um, I had a, a six man team, um, and we was on quite a long exercise. About three weeks in, and it was averaging around forty degrees a day. Um, and I'm in charge of these men, so I'm I'm leading by example, like. And we day on day, we're doing all these tasks. We're getting through it, carrying heavy kit, and because it's just an exercise, it's called TES. So you're covered in lasers, basically. Um, so then, when you when you do have a fight, it's basically laser tag, um, but in the middle of Kenya. Yeah. Um, and we've been digging trenches. We're going through a trench warfare phase, um, and the whole thing was getting tested to the logistics chain and everything. And water was running dry like we was running out of water fast um and it was my commander's job to make sure that all that stuff got ordered in and then it was my job to make sure that my lads had enough water yeah. um and we'd been in the trench for around 36 hours um and we was doing two hours on two hours off um in two trenches of three people um and all of a sudden we ran out of water like water was getting dangerously low we had two liters for 36 hours in 40 degree heat. It was, yeah, it was a joke. Um, and I just remember like, so we set up a poncho to make a bit of a shade shelter. And these trenches are made of clay. So they're just baking, so it's like an oven. Wow. Um, and then all like, I sent one of my guys to the Sergeant Major to collect water because we'd been waiting for a water replen for so long and there wasn't any. And then I sent him and he come running back and he threw the water. He threw my water bottles at me and I, my heart was just like, yes. And then they bounced into the trench. They just sounded hollow and empty. And like I was, all, all, like I could no longer operate. Like I was now exhausted, like suffering from exhaustion. I was going down big time. And these guys relied on me. Um, so I'm laying in this trench, like, like my world has just come crashing down. The water's gone. I'm like, I'm not going to admit defeat to, like, I'm not going to pull myself off this exercise, although it is just pretend. It's like, that's not in me. Um, and then I just, and then, like, two of my lads could no longer rest. And they now had to look after me and support me um, because I was going down because we run out of water. Um, but actually, we'd all been in the same situation and all of them were coping much better than I was. And it just made me, like, really take a step back and just have a word with myself afterwards um and just accept that it can't be perfect all the time um and actually as a commander you're under a hell of a lot of stress making sure they're okay yeah and sometimes like even as a leader you need to lean on your guys to make sure that you're all right too yeah. um and that that was a huge lesson for me yeah and that's how important it is to look after you and ask your team members for help that it's okay to ask for help almost exactly yeah. One, one of the biggest um, areas in terms of improving mental resilience is looking to social resources for support. And I think sometimes, particularly if you've gone through your own growth journey, you feel com comfort, confident and comfortable, I guess, with, with reaching out for support. But there are people who become quite isolated or feel quite restricted in doing that um, and see that as vulnerable or perhaps weakness. Yeah. Um, when actually it's it's a big step in in improving mental resilience and looking again to learn from others. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And sorry. I was going to say. Go on. I mean, how how can you draw that parallel now, Lou, with what you see, what's going on with COVID? 
how can you draw that parallel and pull on that experience to help people right now who might as um, Chris said are feeling isolated and everything so for me it's it's about making sure that like your circle so your first of all your your yourself and then outside of that your immediate family then your immediate friends and then your world it's about making sure you look after all of those circles yeah. um so for me like i have to make sure i'm okay first of all and yeah. then it's make sure my, my son and my partner are okay and then my friends and then my clients and then everybody else yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it's about looking after number one yeah. So you can look after number two, three, four, and five, um, and then actively reaching out to people if you, as number one, aren't okay. Yeah, mm. yeah, and that's a huge thing at the moment. It's like a lot of people will do more to look after other people than they will do themselves because they feel guilty mm. for looking after themselves. Mm -hmm. But as you said, you know, if you if you'd have maybe looked after yourself out, you know, in Kenya, then you might not have gone down so hard you know in that respect but the thing is if you didn't have done that you wouldn't have learned what you've learned true true and i think that's 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 another way of looking at it. we need to have these downtimes these failures in our lives yeah. to learn and grow from them and i think that is so important that we understand that that yeah. we have to fail for us to grow and i think we should embrace the failure every day yeah can i just go back to the beginning of this podcast we're talking about mental resilience and some people may not understand what resilience actually is can christy could you actually just sum what resilience is in a nutshell for us well there's a few terms bounced around over the over the years but i quite like the one that says capacity to adapt successfully in the presence of risk and adversity so the ability to bounce back rather than break yeah. so being flexible being adaptable being resourceful i would say so it's yeah. like what Rocky says, wasn't it? It's not how hard you get hit, it's how hard you get hit and get back up again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that's that. It's a bit like that you actually get that in at some point because that's so <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was listening to the Rocky Ford soundtrack when I was training this morning. I love it, I love Inspiration. It. Yeah. yeah. Louis, what would you say? Because obviously you deal with a lot of elite people when you are training and coaching, you know, and being able to coach at that level you have to have mental resilience you can't just flake at the first hurdle do you know what i mean yeah what would you say mental resilience is what what is it for you for me it's about like not being a victim so not feeling like the world's against you and that you're just suffering um for me it's about like so so in the military we used to say improvise adapt and overcome right so exactly what we've done as coaches, um, I think all three of us have done this, where we was face to face a lot of the time pre-corona. Um, and now to improvise, then we started doing Zoom calls and we started bringing our world more online. So then that was how we adapted to then overcome the situation. So for me, being able to improvise, adapt and overcome to any situation mm -hmm. is going to just help form that mental resilience. Yeah. As long as you like, and to do that, you can't think you're a victim and you just can't feel like you're suffering and the world's against you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to get that concept of, as you say, not becoming a victim? I think, I think a lot of it. Well, <laughs> you go first, ladies first. Ladies first. Um, I think mindset plays a massive key in this. Um, and I think your life experience as well how you're taught um, 
can can put you in a situation where you don't like we said before don't particularly want to fail and if things are going wrong you blame yourself other people potentially have blamed you in the past and that can lead to that mindset of like Louis saying that victim mindset um <clears throat> whereas i think when it comes to psychological um stress there that is something that can build resilience in, in, a, in a very different way because without exposure to to stress how do you how do you learn what you can cope with how do you learn where you thrive how do you learn what your resources are if yeah. you don't experience stress if you're if you go through life and nothing really challenges you where do you know where your potential is yeah very true and as you say it's about seeing it in that different way isn't it yeah why do you think louis that people find it so difficult to shift out of the victim mentality and and find that mental resilience i think people that struggle let their feelings guide their action um so rather than like, whereas if you just take action that will change your feelings that will guide your feelings yeah. um and i think i think it is simple but not easy to just say like just do it just start and that will help change how you feel whereas if you focus on how you feel that will stop you from starting yeah yeah no i get that definitely and the thing is we're not taught this in schools you know we're not taught it. it is as you say it's about adapt and overcome and i know christy you talk about that as well you know i know i've adapted and overcome with being medically retired you know baz in the prison service when he had struggles all of us have adapted and overcome here haven't we yeah and and i think a lot of the time people almost subcategorize themselves well i'm not resilient I haven't got mental discipline. I haven't got motivation. You need to be talented to be resilient. You need a skill set to be resilient. And it almost puts people off from even trying. Um, and that in itself can, can lead to feeling, feeling worse. Um, and, and I do agree with Louis somewhat when it comes to, to emotion. Um, I think it's important to recognize your emotion and use emotional regulation skills to help in terms of adapting to the stress i think you know experience of working with military and veterans are very very good at, at acting and problem solving and getting stuff done and it's so inspiring but emotions play an important role and and being able to regulate yourself is 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 important i think that's interesting what you say there christy a lot of people say i'm not resilient i'm not a resilient person i'm not this i'm not that i am that i am this would you say that we are born with a a level of resilience in our body or in our mind, or is it something that we have to learn? Is it something that we have to practice and go through these hard times to, to create this resilience or are we born with it? I think we, we are, it's a skill. It is a skill and we're not born with it. It's something that has to be developed. Um, and to develop, you have to have an awareness and you know, that again, coming back to what Louis is saying about just starting, fear of failure should not stop stop you from starting developing new skills um and whether it's physical skills or whether it's psychological skills um becoming aware of what what you would like to be and knowing where you're currently at is a great start mm -hmm. the thing is as well it's like I, we say we're not born with it but <laughs> would you say that resilience i don't know about you louis from the experience that you've had would you say resilience is the same as survival? Because like when we're kids, 
we start to walk and we don't just go, oh, I can't walk, I'm shit, and then give up. Do you know what I mean? Like, from your experience, Louis, would you say that they're kind of one in the same thing? I don't know whether there was a moment where you, I don't know, were in the military and you realised, oh, hang on a second. I've got to step up here. I've got to step up. Is this survival a natural thing? Or could I just go back into a hole? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and just to quickly take a step back, a lot of what I say is based on people that are mentally sound and not. So when I'm just talking about let your actions guide your feelings, yeah. if there's a medical drama there, then that's not my world. Um, so just to, just to clarify, because um, I know what Chris is getting at there. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't affect me or my world currently. Um, but yeah, to what you're saying. Um, so operating in, in the Arctic in Norway, um, you like it goes through three phases. So you have to learn to, to survive, then you learn to move, and then you learn to fight. Okay. Um, so first of all, being in like sub-zero temperatures are averaging around minus 20 on a, on a like, standard day. Um, you have to learn to survive in that situation before you can even think about moving. And, and, and I think it's the same with every situation in life, right? First of all, you need to make sure you can survive. You have to make sure that you can like, live. Mm. And then you can start moving. So that could be taking action. And then you can start fighting. So then that's when you can start making that progress um, towards where you want to go. If you don't get out of that first stage and you're just sitting in that, that victim, that suffering mentality, you're, you're not going to progress. You're just going to stay and, and potentially not survive. Like in, the, in an Arctic situation, for example, if you don't get out of that first phase, you're useless. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, as you say, survival and then, yeah. and then it's coming to that. And it's putting your body into those situations where you have to adapt to it. It's like every morning I have a cold shower. I don't like the cold shower, but it builds up my mental resilience to go where I, my body doesn't want to go because we get so used yeah. to our creature comfort, sitting on the sofa, nice and warm. I've got yeah. water, I've got heating. When it gets cold, I can turn it up. We're so used to being in this little bubble of comfort and we don't adapt there, do we? No. So it's being able to put our body and our mind in these stressful situations. So even down to our, our nerve endings become stronger. They become more resilient when we look at it on that kind of level. Would you agree? Yeah. It's funny because um, I had this con I'm still in a WhatsApp group with a load of my old work colleagues. And obviously I'm the soft civilian now and they're all still serving. <laughs> um, and, and we spoke about this like before lockdown. And I was saying like it's during the winter. Like where the gym I work at is about two miles from my house. And I'd walk there in shorts and t-shirt in the winter just to be cold, just to suffer, because like I, I felt like my life become too easy, where I was no longer deploying and doing like anything outside of my comfort zone. So I'd have to force myself to do something. And it's, it's like you say, having a daily cold shower, just doing something hard every day to just like, make you more aware and make you more resilient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's such a, such a good thing. And it's, doing something every day, being consistent and being persistent. Rather than just doing something once, it doesn't change a great deal. It's just, yeah, I've done something. But if you do it on a consistent basis, that's what builds up a true strength, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Christy, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I have, to start the cold shower cycle. Um, okay. and, 
um, and yeah, it, it's it's tough, but it's amazing actually where where your mind goes instantly when you're put into discomfort, and that's where you can really learn. And I think you can quickly give in and quickly go, oh no, turn it up, or you can knuckle down, regulate your breathing, calm that mind of yours and actually see it with a new focus. I'm lucky to have running water. I'm lucky to have a shower. I'm lucky, you know, to be able to get clean. And, and it's, yeah, really kind of learning from that experience. But just tagging on to what Louis was saying about the Arctic training, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated with the military and, and everything that they do, but I, I find it's interesting sometimes in my experience through work about how you can be very resilient in one area, yeah. but then trying to apply that in a very different area of your life, potentially managing relationships or new job roles, um, things like that that can create a different challenge of mental resilience and making resilience transferable is something that we should aim for. Yeah. So how do, how do we do that? Well, hang on a second, because we've all, <laughs> we've all faced some sort of adversity. I don't think there's anybody listening mm. or in this world that hasn't faced some sort of adversity on whatever level. Like for yeah. one person, it might be just getting out of bed because mm -hmm. they are depressed you know, and getting in the shower and brushing their teeth, that is mental resilience to break through yeah. that. Or somebody like, you know, you guys have worked with, and Louis yourself that have been on the end of it, you know, maybe being in a firing zone somewhere or whatever it is, there's kind of different levels to it, isn't there? But it's uniqueness, isn't it? And, and recognising your situation as unique and non-comparable and how you experience things. We spoke a bit about this in the Motivation um, podcast, didn't we? Yeah. But it's it's very much your own journey, not being comparable to anything else and how you experience it is your reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's so yeah. true. It's like getting up in the morning is, is hard for some person, some people, but being in a firefight in Afghanistan will probably be the same for that person because it's, it's their reality, isn't it? Yeah. It's they're used to and their level of comfort and, and uh, resilience but also mm -hmm. what you're saying on that and i'll pop this over to you louis as well it's like a lot of people might be sat here listening to you Lou, and going well it's all right for him because he's been in the <laughs> army and you know he's had to do all this sort of stuff he's forced into it but have you been using those skills like christy said it can be difficult to transfer them into you know um relationships that sort of thing have you been using those skills while we've been in lockdown yeah in what way? So, this, like for me, routine um, and reducing my daily decisions has, has been something like, like a huge thing that I've done. So making sure that I wake up the same time each day, making sure that um, I shave every Monday. Um, I have like a set clothes that I wear. Like, so I'm not, I'm just leaving all my decisions. Like they're already made. So when I wake up, like I don't have to waste energy on what am I going to wear like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do in the morning? Like, I just have my day planned out and my week planned out. Yeah. So then I just, I just crack up and it's just like, as it was just a different environment. Um, mm. But for me, like, I, it's very similar to, to being on ship. Like I spent a few months out at sea and it's the same, right? You're like, you're on a big tin boat in the middle of the ocean. You can't go anywhere. Um, and if you don't, get some kind of routine into your day, you'd go out of your mind, you'd go crazy. Um, so you just establish some kind of routine, get into habits, and then 
it just feels a lot smoother and it just feels a lot more like useful. Yeah. But so have you experienced something like the lockdown before, Louis, but kind of obviously in a different parallel? Have you experienced that before? <laughs> the whole of military life's like lockdown. Really? <laughs> well, you think like you, you, you deploy somewhere or you're on exercise or wh whatever you're doing, like you have roots. Like if you're, if you're in, a, in a base in Afghanistan, you're, you're, like, you're confined to those walls. And your job is like you have an A to B. You know exactly what you're doing, and you just carry out that role. Like, and it for me, it makes life easy because you don't have an abundance of decisions to make. Yeah. Like, you just have A and B, and that's it. Yeah. Like, it's like Sky TV, right? Before, if you just had four channels, you can find something to watch. Yeah. But now we've got Sky, Amazon Prime, Netflix. All these decisions, it would take you an hour to pick a film. Whereas if you just remove all that and have BBC, BBC Two, ITV, Channel Four, simple. So for me, that's how that's how I think. <laughs> yeah, the simple life. Yeah. <laughs> Too much of a good thing is a bad thing, really, isn't it? If you mm. give people choice, people get choosy. Yeah, yeah like very that. true. Like very that. true. So we've got a few people getting. Um, anxious here about is there a way of improving your mental resilience which i think is a nice as you know louis kind of segued this okay so how do we get it and how can we improve it well so you know like we said about the mindset i think i think start start there where how are you viewing your adversity how are you viewing the challenges and stresses you're experiencing at the minute are you you viewing them in a i don't like using positive and negative because it means that one yeah one has some toxicity around it but are you, are you viewing it negatively are you in that victim mindset or can you see potential in becoming a thriver under this um you know the old adage of you know thrive thrive over survive um but i think start with mindset and also like we've said previously that social support um you know making sure that you're kind of reaching out to those people that you trust that you know are important in your circle and like Louis said making sure that you are looking after yourself but reaching out to, to other people for support because as human beings that connected being connected is so important to to our mental health yeah I know, like, I mean, I've reached out to you, Christy. Do you know what I mean? We've had a few chats mm, and everything. Yeah, um, and yeah. I know we, we call it, instead of positive and negative, we're like, it, what's serving you? Is this serving you? Yeah. Not serving you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to yeah. look at that. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's um, without, without stress, how, how do we improve? You know, how do we challenge ourselves? You know, where, where are you focusing your time and your energy? Are you focusing your time and energy on the things that are out of your control and, and cannot improve? And I think within lockdown, there potentially can be a lot of people that can get sucked into that. You know, looking at the news, looking at how other people are behaving, looking at, you know, what's out of our control versus, like Louis said, your environment is your own. What you can control within your environment is down to you getting up and making your bed every morning, getting up, having a shower every morning, feeding yourself well versus feeding yourself poorly, making sure you're feeling hydrated, making sure you're tr trusting information from the right resources, 
getting a little bit of exercise, making sure you're sleeping well. These all sound so basic when you when you talk about it out loud, but they are your foundations for mental resilience. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree with that. And I think the problem is people, I don't know about you, we feel we need to be doing more than just getting, yeah. getting in the shower, having a workout mm. evening. Because as you said, Louis, they're really basic things. And it's mm. like, well, is that it? But is it as simple as that? For, for me, I, I think it is. Um, and other things that I, I think are important, it's actually a conversation I had with you two when I was going through the transition and leaving the military at, um, at CrossFit. And it was about understanding your why, like know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and I think if you can build goals based around your why, that give you purpose, and then every decision you, you make, like is this taking me towards my goal, my why? Like yeah. yes or no? And if it is, cool, let's carry on. If it isn't, well, well maybe we should change this habit. Yeah. Um, and then I think you're saying about how, um, like mental imagery and visualization or meditation, I think is, is huge. Um, like, so for me, it's a part of my morning routine. Um, I, I write 750 words every morning and it's just, that's just the brain dump. Wow. And that just gets all overwhelmed out of my head. Um, and then I just do, I follow a headspace, a 10 minute meditation. Yeah. Like that is my morning. And then I have a cold shower and then crack up. Um, but mental, mental visualization. So if you can like foresee what you struggle with, if you can see your day and just sit down and, and think about your perfect day and any potential hurdles you're going to have. Yeah. And then just think, well, what's the worst that could happen? How can I get over it? And then like you're just visualizing how you're going to get around these hurdles. Yeah. And then from there, making a plan. And then they might not even arise. Like it might not even come up and you could just sail smoothly. Or yeah. they could, and you've already thought about it. So it's not caught you off guard. Yeah. And you've already you've already pre-thought strategies to get around it. Yeah. That ties in really nicely with what we were saying about cognitive flexibility and problem solving. And yeah. that is honestly firsthand talking to someone with military experience like one of their greatest resources is being able to foresee and plan and adapt yeah. and i think where like we you were saying baz like we can get stuck in our comfort zones but our comfort zones can actually be our restrictive zones as well and we don't push ourselves through fear of what could go wrong but rather than thinking about what could go wrong what could go wrong and how could we get around it yeah. what other way what other what strategies do i have what tools do i have what have i done in the past that i've overcome and how did i do that because yeah. like you said Loz, everyone has gone through adversity in their life yeah and we're sat here today so everyone has overcome adversity yeah as well and i think yeah you know it's like you guys have just literally i mean so many people have said i like this simple life idea and it's kind of really hit me a little bit, to be honest, about, as you said, Louis, and, you know, Chrissy, about just keeping it simple. We don't need to be doing anything extraordinary at the moment. Do you know what I mean? As you said, it's just about taking away those other decisions and really just focusing on whether you want to call it resilience or survival. I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The old kiss strategy, isn't it? Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think a lot of us as human beings now, especially the way social media is going, we want more 
We, yep. we want to learn more. We want to have more. We want to do more. And this more, more, more is, I, I don't think it's a healthy thing. Yes, it's nice to do things, but the more mm -hmm. side of it, we need to be appreciative of what we've got at the moment. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah, that gratitude mindset, but also tying back into what Louis is saying, your core values, what your why is. If, if there's someone out there offering you a six-week course on how to learn Spanish during lockdown, excellent. If that's important to you, if you're going to Spain, if you've got Spanish relatives, if it's of interest to you, but the pressure to do more and be productive out of lock lockdown, well, that's not really necessary unless it's important to you to want to be more productive. If it's going to feed into that, why? Um, one lady has said here, is this it in kind of those little things? I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Has been the problem this past week and even that has suffered, but realise without the basics, you can't do more, you know? Yeah. Um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, isn't it? Yeah. Survival, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's good just to sit in the garden and be still. Yeah. Not think about anything. Not worry about the, the next course you want to do, the next thing you want to learn. Not listening to a podcast, not doing anything. It's just to be with yourself and be out of your thoughts. I think we need to do that more often. And, so, and that reflection and self-awareness into looking looking at it again as an opportunity and despite the difficulty and the struggles and thinking that you know being tough and being strong and all of those kind of um associations that come with mental resilience a lot of the time yeah. it's not a, you know you don't have to be strong to be resilient yeah you have to be flexible and as, as you say like louis pulling on past experiences as well we've already done it right we're all thinking i need to get mentally resilient it's like well you've probably already done it and mm. you're doing it now right yeah and it and it ties in with what christy said about like what you can control what you can't control and, and a great exercise which i get a lot of my athletes to do is, is literally write a list like what is in your control so if we're talking sport on game day like what is in your control what's out of your control you can do the same thing for life yeah. Like, you can't control what decisions are made against you, but you can control your thoughts, feelings, and actions, all right? So as long as you can get on top of that, and then everything else yeah. is out of your hands, so just don't waste any mental energy on it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's a really good point, wasting your mental energy. How many of us are wasting our mental energy thinking about the things in the future, thinking about the things in the past? And it just yeah. drains us, and when we are drained, we make really bad decisions and we can't, we're not as resilient when we are emotionally drained. How do you think we can create a, an emotional strength, um, regulate our emotional levels and so forth? I think it's important, like Lou is saying, that brain dumping, that meditation, that space for you yeah. where it's just about how you're feeling, checking in with yourself and that's a, a massive part and often we get neglect uh, we neglect that through like you said earlier Baz that more oh I've got to do this I've got to do that I've got to get this done I've got to do that done and we never well I say never we, we neglect to spend time just sitting and thinking and feeling where we are at for ourselves and then you know moving into the emotional regulation part rather than focusing on how things potentially could cause difficulties for us looking at it with that other mindset of well this could be a growth opportunity 
and taking time out doing the things that you enjoy you know how often are we actually sitting there or running or whatever it might be for you doing the things that we love yeah refilling your cup exactly love it and mm. um, so I, I was i was going to ask will you ask that question what were the top three things that you wanted to leave us with <laughs> and christy you've kind of summed that up nicely but is there anything you want to add that you want to leave people with like from today and just to help them with resilience and getting through lockdown i think it's it's so important to recognize it as a dynamic journey and not to put pressure on yourself to perform mental resilience you know yes it's a skill but don't see it as something that you have can either do well or not at all you can try you can keep trying um and keep learning from it um so that's number one number two i would say definitely look at kind of the action plans of lockdown that you've got yeah Um, are, are you floating through the days the weeks the months or are you developing an action with goals and and how you're approaching that um and the final thing i would say is look at the resources you have around you you know we don't live in a vacuum you know whether you're living on your own reach out to people who are there to help you know all of us here um, or whether you're living with your family are you making time to discuss where you're all at yeah that's my final one love it what about you louis um, so for me, I'd say like know your why first of all, and then create a goal that fits with your why. Yeah. So then you can give yourself some focus and direction. Yeah. yeah. And then you can then make daily steps to to push forward towards your goal. Yeah. Okay. And it's then it's about enjoying the process and not being focused on the outcome. Okay. Um, and by doing that, you'll, you'll enjoy each of the steps, you'll enjoy each of the days, and you'll enjoy the progress that you're making. Yeah. And then the final point would be to then take time each week to reflect on that. Um, so, so two methods I like is either the, the start, stop, continue, or the well, better, how. Okay. So start, stop, continue is like, what am I going to start doing this week? And it could be as little as setting an alarm. Um, what am I going to stop doing this week? And it could be snoozing my alarm. And what am I going to continue doing this week? And that could just be waking up and having a glass of water. And then the well, better how um, works the same, same way. Like, what have I done well this week? Yeah. What could I do better? How am I going to do that? Okay. Um, because for me, having structure and direction is, is critical to make sure that you stay okay and that you continue to, to make pro, uh, progress and not feel like a victim. Yeah, and, and these don't have to be huge things, do they? No, tiny things. Yeah. The smaller the goal, the better. Like, doing a little a lot. I like that, doing a little a lot. Yeah, I like that, definitely. Yeah, no, I love it. Cool. That's perfect. So, guys, is there anything... I, this has been fascinating. Like, you guys have enlightened me, you've inspired me, and I've taken, like, loads away from this that I can implement as well myself. I don't know about you, Bev. I, lo- I love that last bit Louis just said. I really, I really love that. And it's so easy to implement because I can write them three words down and I can ask that question. Dop, dop, dop. I know where I am. I know what I'm going to do better. And I know I'm going to continue at what I'm doing good at, at the moment. Yeah. And I think that's really good. It gives me structure. It gives me a purpose and I can see progress because that are mm-hmm. the words I love to use. Progress, 
and I've forgotten what I was just oh, the word God. I was just about to say. Progress and purpose, they're yeah. the two words I like. But even like your why, could it be I'm just getting up to have a workout or I'm just getting up today and I'm just going to be happy today? You know, it could be that is your why and that's your purpose. It's something as simple as that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, simplicity in someone's mind is complex in someone else's. And it's like we said, everything is unique to you, how you experience it and how you're going to action it is unique to you. Um, so don't get sucked into that comparison. You know, I'm doing this in lockdown, you're doing that in lockdown, you know, keep focused on you. And as you have all said, come back to that. Why, you know, why is this for me? What am I doing for me? Yeah, love it. Awesome. Um, Louis, is there anything you want to leave people with or anything else that you want to say? We always invite our guys to do that. Is there anything? For me, it's just a, a going back to the why, um, making sure that it aligns with your core values. So for me, it's about challenge and adventure. So everything I do has to align with a challenge and an adventure because I know that I will then feel fulfilled mm -hmm. and, and that's the ultimate goal. So just making sure that your why um, runs true to you and then making goals and then sticking to them goals will be easy because you're following what you truly want and like just on that core values how would you find your core values is it just something that's within you i know there's lots of exercises but how did you find yours so i'm, I'm fortunate enough to have my mentor who helped me but the exercise we did is dead simple and it's think of a person a type of person that you really don't like and think of all the things that they do that they don't like and then list the opposite interesting ah, i love it yeah yeah i think that's what matthew mcconaughey was saying that um I, I read something with him once and he said how do you find out who you are and it's like you're the opposite of everything you don't like do you know what i mean so that's I not your like mentor that. is it louis Yes, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> no. if it is, I want to know. If it is, I want an introduction. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, love it. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate that. How about you, Christy? Is there anything you want to say or leave people with at all whatsoever? Um, I think, no, I've, I've, I'm really happy to have been invited back and I'm so grateful that you guys have invited me on and I'm sorry about the lack of video and dog contribution and amazon delivery driver um but adapt and overcome right absolutely <laughs> we've had two phone calls while we've been on this you know what i mean and, like we didn't snap adapt and overcome it, you know decline so you know we've, we've all um experienced mental resilience right on this call then haven't we that's it so um louis if people want to know more they've been like oh my gosh i like this guy i'd like to know more I'd maybe like to work with him um where can they find out about you and you know how can they do that uh, send me a message on on facebook or instagram personal accounts fine uh, louis plumridge and lp underscore performance underscore coach on instagram either of those is fine cool awesome awesome awesome, awesome. and christy how about you my lovely so yeah you can visit my website www.coachingwithchristy.co.uk um or my instagram coachingwithchristy or my Facebook page, Coaching with Christy. Um, any questions, more than happy to, to help any way I can. 
Love it. And we've already got people coming to say thank you so much today. Definitely some very useful things to take away. And this has been brilliant. Thank you to all. Some really good tools um, in here to look to implement in the future. So awesome. Guys. It's been amazing, guys. Thank yeah, you so really much has. for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, guys. If you've enjoyed this, please share because mm -hmm. this is what this is all about this is the reason why we get you know such amazing experts on is to be able to share their knowledge and and you know put those guys in the spotlight because i think there's a lot of people out there at the moment who need to hear this from louis yeah. um you know and it's our mission to create that community and help people understand their mind to control their body so they can be happy and healthy and find their own version of health. So guys, if you have liked it, please share it. Um, and also give us some love hearts because we love that. <laughs> <laughs> love the love. Yeah, exactly. We're going to end the Facebook live and we're going to carry on the after party as I normally say. So guys have <laughs> a super day, stay self, uh, stay safe and stay well. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the FitMind Project. Please support us on iTunes and Spotify by rating us and leaving us a review. It helps us so much. You can also watch these podcasts on YouTube or on our Rock Solid Facebook page at Rock Solid Health. This is what we're all about. We're about growing a community of like-minded people that want to change their lives, to feel better than they are at the moment. We help them find their version of health so they can be healthier and happier. And remember guys, you're awesome.